welcome to the Present in the Pain podcast, a weekly show that looks at the experience of pregnancy and child loss through the lens of the Catholic faith. I'm your host, Eileen Tully. This is the Present in the Pain podcast, and I'm Eileen Tully. And today we're going to talk about the third line of the Breath of Heaven chorus. So we talked about Breath of Heaven, Hold Me Together, Be Forever Near Me. That was our last one. We talked about the Holy Spirit indwelling us. And today we're going to talk about Lighten lighten My Darkness. When I heard the song, I thought it said light in my darkness, but it's actually lighten, like bring light to my darkness. Both of those are kind of the same thing, but as I was looking up the lyrics, For this, I was curious to see that it said, lighten my darkness, which means I have darkness, please lighten it. So I thought I would start today with this beautiful uh, quote from a, a book that I got for Christmas last year from my husband. It's called Divine Intimacy. It's by Father Gabriel of St. Mary Magdalene. And it is just these beautiful reflections for the liturgical year every single day. And it's full of scriptures and quotes from the saints. And it is just beautiful. I'm just, every time I open it up and read it, I am just, it's so deep. And it's, it's like solid food. (laughs) It's, it's just the solid food that I feel like I'm craving that is just, revealing and and helping me to understand God in a different way. I'll put a link to it in the notes below. It's it's not a cheap book, but it is packed full of just wisdom and encouragement and beauty. It's just absolutely beautiful. But this first quote is from um, St. Augustine. And we, you know, of course, we've been talking about the Holy Spirit, but we're talking about the Trinity, And the Holy Spirit, of course, proceeds from the Father and the Son and is like the Father and the Son. And we're talking about him lightening our darkness right now in this this one. So I thought sometimes when we my my kids are doing catechism class for in preparation for their first confession and one of them is doing their first confession and the other one is doing her um, first communion and confirmation together. And in the class, it just talks about, we're we're using the Baltimore Catechism book in preparation for that. And there are are drawings in the book and we see that the gates of heaven are barred with with a board across them that says sin. And then this fire of, there's an image of Jesus on the cross and this fire from his heart to God's heart. And then the fire also burns up the the board that says sin on it. And I just think about, you know, the when, we, when we're saying the Nicene Creed in mass, we say, we're, we're talking about, I believe in, Jesus and 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 as we're talking about Jesus we say he is God from God light from light true God from true God and we say begotten not made consubstantial with the father right we're we're, we're saying all these truths about him 
And that light from light, of course, it describes, so if it's God from God, light from light, it's God is light and Jesus is light. Of course, Jesus says that in the Bible, that he is the light of the world. But then the Holy Spirit also, because we have this triune God, is light also. And we, we discussed that the Holy Spirit is represented re- represented by wind, by breath, by the dove, and by fire. And this image of Jesus on the cross, his heart inflamed with love, God's heart inflamed with love. I think there's even, if I'm remembering correctly, it's just this love shooting from God to the sun, but it's, but it's depicted as fire. And then... And then from the son's heart to that board that is boarding up the gate of heaven to burn to burn that board away and, and to be able to give us access to heaven again. And I just think about that as being the Holy Spirit, that love that proceeds from the Father and the Son, that that light and fire and love that they both have. And I, I just think... You know, we're, we're talking about the Holy Spirit here, but we're, of course, also talking about God and God the Father and God the Son and the way, G- you know, Jesus was given to us by the Father, as John 3.16 said, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. So we know that he was given to us by the Father, but then before Jesus went away, he told the apostles that he was going to give them the Holy Spirit. But of course, they all existed <laughs> In that beginning of Genesis, as the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. So it's not like they weren't all one already and they weren't all there. But this is just so mysterious and full of, it gives me goosebumps. It, it's, it's that awe and wonder that we talked about the first time uh, in the first um, episode of this series where I just, as the more I read, like I, I can't even, I feel like I, 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 there's so much I want to say and I don't even all understand all of it, but I just, I want, I think that we, I think that we need to be, especially when we're suffering, I think that we need to be reminded afresh, even, even just in the challenges of our everyday life, even if we, someone hasn't lost a child, right? Like, I feel like that's one of our, our biggest sufferings. And it's something that changes us so much. But even just in the challenges of our everyday life, we need to be reminded about the Holy Spirit and his presence, and his availability to us, and his power for us that he gives us. And I think so often, you know, we think we think about when <laughs> we we go to a Latin mass. So the bishop still gives our children a little pat on the cheek when they have their confirmation. But it's sort of almost like a little slap in the face, but very gentle. That is given at confirmation in the Latin rite, and it's remi- it's a reminder that to take courage, like we're becoming soldiers. For Christ, and we should be a witness for Him, and that it's not going to be easy. <laughs> this the slap in the face is like, buckle up. It's going to be a little challenging, but especially you know, in the face of needing to share our faith with others or to stand firm in our faith when it's challenged. But sometimes when we're suffering, the one challenging our faith is us, right? And so. 
I could I, I, I mentioned this before, but I just remember being being like, is this real? You know, like have I been believing all this in vain? It's I, I talked about it being where the rubber meets the road. It's like, okay, you've said you've believed all this stuff. Now do you do you really? And I, I had to really take an inventory and evaluate that for myself. And maybe you did too, where you just were sort of like, is all of this real? You know, are you really up there? Are they really with you? Do do their souls really live on? Is all of this, is all of this hope for, you know, that joy set before us, right? Is all of this hope for eternity and something beyond this real, right? So we were talking last time about fixing our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Because what is seen is wasting away, but what what is unseen is eternal. And, you know, sometimes the one who challenges our faith the most when we're faced with suffering is, is us. And we are, we're the ones who need the spirit's courage and fortitude to combat our own darkness our own temptation to despair and our own temptation to disbelief with the truth, with what has God already told us about himself. What did Jesus do? What do I already know about him? What did he promise us was coming? And the Holy Spirit brings these things to our minds. He lightens our darkness because that despair is really just so dark. It's such a dark place to be in. And he brings light to it by saying, these things are true. These are the things that God has told us about himself. These are the things that Jesus has told us about himself and what is coming. And, and you know, we have, of course, like revelation of, of what heaven is like and all of these things. He, the Holy Spirit is the one who encourages us. And brings light to that to that darkness because it does feel like a very dark place, doesn't it? When we're when we're despairing and questioning what whether all of this has been in vain or whether it's true, and he enables us to see and believe with faith that it is true. All that as a lead up to this beautiful quote from Saint Augustine. Excuse me. It says, I recognize you as the one true God, O Holy Spirit, proceeding from the Father and the Son, consubstantial and co-eternal with them, the paraclete and our advocate who came down in the form of a dove upon our Lord Jesus Christ and appeared in the form of tongues of fire over the apostles. From the beginning, you have taught all the saints and the elect of God. By the gift of your grace, you opened the mouths of the prophets so so that they could speak of the wonders of God's kingdom. You, together with the Father and the Son, are adored and glorified by all the saints of God. And I, too, the child of your handmaid, glorify your name with my whole heart because you have enlightened me. You who are the true light, the fire of God, and the director of souls, teaching us all truth by your unction. Without your help, we cannot be pleasing to God because you are God of God, 
light proceeding from light, that is, proceeding ineffably from the Father of lights and from his Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, with whom you are glorified and reign consubstantial, equal, and co-eternal with them, existing in the essence of one indivisible trinity. O Holy Spirit, quench my thirst at the torrent of your delights, so that I will no longer wish to taste the poisonous delights of the world. I, I just, I mean, that is just so beautiful, but it just shows so truly how glorious the Holy Spirit is and glorious this triune God is who loves us so much and and has this burning, this burning love for us. I was reading also in the, um, there is a encyclical by John Paul II called Sorry, it took me a little while to find it. It's called On the Holy Spirit and the Life in the Life of the Church and the World. It's called Dominum et Vivificantem. And it says, On the Holy Spirit in the Life of the Church and in the World. In it, it says, Therefore, Jesus Christ says in the upper room, It is to your advantage that I go away. If I go, I will send him to you. We talked about this in the last one. The departure of Christ through the cross, has the power of the redemption. And this also means a new presence of the Spirit of God in creation. The new beginning of God's self-communication to man in the Holy Spirit. And that you are children is proven by the fact that God has sent into our hearts the Spirit of His Son, who cries, Abba, Father. That was in Romans 8. We read that last week. As the Apostle Paul writes in the letter to Galatians, the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of the Father, as the words of the farewell discourse in the upper room bear witness. At the same time, He is the Spirit of the Son. He is the Spirit of Jesus Christ, as the Apostles, and particularly Paul of Tarsus, will testify. With the sending of this Spirit into our hearts, there begins the sending, I'm sorry, there begins the fulfillment of of that for which creation waits with eager longing, as we read in the letter to the Romans. The Holy Spirit comes at the price of Christ's departure. While this departure caused the apostles to be sorrowful, and this sorrow was to reach its culmination in the passion and death on Good Friday, this sorrow will turn into joy, for Christ will add to this redemptive departure the glory of his resurrection and ascension to the Father. Thus the sorrow with its underlying joy is for the apostles in the context of their master's departure an advantageous departure, for thanks to it another counselor will come. Another passage, another quote in Divine Intimacy is this one from St. Catherine of Siena, and I think I'll just end with this because um, there's so much to say about how the Holy Spirit enlightens us or lightens our darkness. But I think that when we are just given, when we look at the gifts of the Holy Spirit and how faith and knowledge and wisdom, these things give us just an understanding when we have despair and when we feel limited by what we see. 
And I think this beautiful quote from St. Catherine of Siena, which is actually a prayer, is how we will end today because it just talks about how we are given that wisdom to see beyond what our eyes alone can see. It says, O eternal Trinity, one God, one in essence and three in persons, you created man to your image so that by the three powers of his one soul, he would resemble your Trinity and unity. Through this likeness, he is united with you. That is, by his memory, he is joined to and resembles the Father, to whom power is attributed. By his intellect, he resembles and is united to the Son, to whom wisdom is attributed. By his will, he resembles and becomes one with the Holy Spirit, the love of the Father and the Son, to whom mercy is attributed. O Father, grant that I may unite my memory to you by always remembering that you are the beginning from which all things proceed. O Son, unite my intellect to yours, and grant that I may perfectly judge all things according to the order established by your wisdom. O Holy Spirit, grant that I may unite my will to you by loving perfectly that mercy and love which are the reason for my creation and for every grace given to me without any merit on my part. Almighty Eternal Trinity, may you be thanked for all the love you have shown us, informing and sweetly endowing our soul with its powers, an intellect to know you, a memory to remember you, a will to love you above all things. It is reasonable that knowing you, O infinite goodness, I would love you, and this love is so strong that neither the devil nor any other creature can take it from me against my will. O power of the Eternal Father, help me. Wisdom of the Son, illumine the eye of my intellect. Sweet mercy and love of the Holy Spirit, inflame my heart and unite it to yourself. O Eternal Trinity, my sweet love, you who are light, give me light. You who are wisdom, give me wisdom. O Supreme Fortitude, give me strength. O Eternal God, You are the calm ocean where souls dwell and are nourished and where they find rest in the union of love. Next week, we will talk about the last verse of the Breath of Heaven song. So we said, Breath of Heaven, hold me together. Be forever near me. Breath of Heaven, lighten my darkness. And the last verse says, Pour over me your holiness, for you are holy. If you would like and subscribe to this podcast, it will help other people to find it. But I would love to also hear what the Holy Spirit might be teaching you. There's just so much more than I can talk about in in these brief episodes. But I think just being reminded of the Holy Spirit's presence and power in our lives, especially during these times of suffering, is so helpful. If you would come over to the community it's free to join. Come over to the podcast discussion area and just share your own experiences with this. Were you also questioning your faith after your loss? Were you finding yourself looking up to heaven and wondering if everything that you had always believed was real? 
this is where the Holy Spirit can lighten our darkness and can meet us in that sort of dark night of the soul where we where our consolations are stripped from us and we feel like we're in desolation and we really have to struggle to find light and the Holy Spirit can be the one that lightens the darkness for us. Until next week, I'm Eileen Tully. I'm so thankful that you're here with me. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you did, please consider hitting subscribe and leaving a review so that other people are better able to find it. Also, if you're interested in becoming a supporter of the show in any amount, it would be helpful for maintaining the podcast hosting and production costs. Thanks for prayerfully considering that.